Hey, just want to jump in and mention my sponsors. I'm doing them all in the front. Um, so I hope people appreciate that. That's kind of a new thing that's been going out in the podcast world. And this episode is such a great episode. Um, I'm so excited. I really am. Um, Kay Lisby's uh, interview, I hope you listen to that number 238, man. It just blew me away because she is the real deal. That arbitrage group she's running is just rocking it. I'm in it and I'm watching just people just knocking it dead. And, you know, for $149 for you to be able to get in there, um, there is a free week that she's giving if you go through my link and I have a link on this episode. Um, But, I mean, to me, that's how you can build up this Q4. And if you even can't get in, get on the waiting list because she's going to pull from there when somebody drops for whatever reason. So get in there, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage. I have a link, um, and you're also going to get that seven-day free trial. Seller Lab Scope. I can't talk enough about it. Um, I just got another note from somebody just saying, hey, what I was able to do with Scope and blah, blah, blah. That is so cool to me, hearing those successes and hearing that you heard it through my show. It just makes me tingle because it's like, Getting exposed to that stuff is how you figure it out, right? Somebody else has, somebody else smarter than me has figured it out. I'm just bringing you the information. It's so neat to see. And so Scope's going to let you really work on your private label or wholesale and help you get the keywords right. Ultimately, that's how you get the buy box. You got to know what people are searching for. You put that in there. You get that adjusted to know exactly what they're searching for. And boom, you get found, right? Being found on that page one, how do you do it? By knowing the right keywords. How do you do that? Look at your competitors and use their keywords. That's how you do it. And Scope allows you to do that. I mean, it's just a powerful thing. Solutions for e-commerce. Karen Locker, you've heard me talk a lot about her. If you haven't met her, you should. A smart lady who knows what she's doing. I, for example, today had uh, four items where, um, I forget what they called it, uh, they were flagged for quality. They were quality alerts. That's what it was. And it turns out there's an image issue. And she's like, well, yeah, there's Amazon's now making a change. It has to be 80%, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, I've lost interest already. Could you help me? And she's like, fixed. That's the value of having an account manager, right? Or when I get those calls, hey, I'm calling about case number, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that goes to my other person. And that just happens to be my team member who happens to be Karen, her team. Solutions for ecommerce.com slash momentum saves you 50 bucks. You're going to save 50 bucks and she's going to do an inventory health report for you. To me, that's value. Know what inventory is healthy. You got Q4. You still can get some inventory out as of this recording uh, for free. You probably want to do it. So jump on and get with her and tell her I sent you. So it's solutions4ecommerce.com slash momentum. GoDaddy is another sponsor, and I love what they're doing uh, because I'm a domain hoarder. We've already acknowledged that. I've got a problem. And I just love the fact that I could save 30% finally uh, because I never did. Uh, so try godaddy.com slash momentum and get your domain. But also buy that privacy. Look out there in one of the Facebook groups. You'll see somebody complaining about um, the lack of privacy. Well, buy the privacy. It's not that expensive. And again, you're saving 30% on it. It's really a smart deal. And Grasshopper. Try grasshopper.com slash momentum. It's the professional way to present your company. Uh, you don't have to carry a second phone. It's an app that goes on your phone, but it allows your calls to get routed effectively. And for real, I mean, I always say you can have them go press one for customer service, but that could go to your customer service team if you use one, right? That can go to that person. Or I'm surprised nobody's offering that services to us to 
to be the customer service department for a lot of us. We're a Zendesk in effect. Um, somebody should offer those services. But that's what's cool is you, you know, by using Grasshopper, they press two to get to that department and then they can come in and, and you know, effectively represent you. I just think it's so cool. So try grasshopper.com slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks and you're going to be able to all of a sudden become that professional organization you want to become. Man, I just appreciate my sponsors. I hope you do too. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 241, Stacy Richer Lamb. You know, I can hang out with Stacy. I have hung out with Stacy and her now husband uh, several times, I guess every year for the last couple of years. And every time I do, I just, I get, it's, I get giddy because she's just so exciting, so fun, um, loves what she does and has a passion for it. And it comes across and you're going to hear it in her voice. Very cool uh, story. And I messed up the story about her now husband and how they met. I can't believe I didn't leave with that because I forgot. You know, they're just always together, I guess, you know, since I've really known them. And yet, um, it's kind of cool how they met and we do get into it. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest because what's been very cool for me is to watch her over the last almost three years. I probably have known her and watch her grow and adjust and pivot. And I, I, I have to figure out where we met, like how long ago it's been. Um, very, very cool story. Stacy Risher Lamb. And it's just Stacy Lamb, but I just got to get that in there because people won't know your name. Welcome, Stacy. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming on. You know, thinking back to, was it three years ago we were somewhere? At that point, you still had your antique uh, store, I think. Yeah, so I think that we might have met at maybe a CES conference or something like that. Right, probably three years ago. Yep. Yeah. And you, at that point, were still... You still had an antique store, right, or collectibles, I'm not sure which it was, which we can get right. into, and you were just getting hooked on this thing called Amazon. You were killing it on eBay, but then you were getting hooked on this Amazon thing. Is that about the way I remember it, kind of? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty okay. much the start right. of it. All right, well, that was, that was almost three years ago. Now, oh my God, I watch what you're doing, and you guys have embraced it wholeheartedly. I mean, has it, you know, thinking back, you know, to having... I'm sure the store was fun at times, you know, it was probably interesting and fun, but then, man, it must have been an anchor around your neck. It really was. Um, when I first started the store, I actually um, worked full time as a special ed teacher and I was single, I had a small child, and so I paid someone to run the store um, and I worked seven days a week, every day after school, every Saturday, Sunday, that kind of thing. And it really was an anchor. <laughs> well, you must have loved it, though. There must have been a reason, a passion or whatever at that time. I did. Um, it was fun. Um, I had always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I grew up in a family that owned businesses. They were very creative. I grew up on a farm. So, you know, I had, had grown up wanting to do something and I went to college to be a teacher and I did that for a long time, but there was just always, you know, I was always doing things on the side. And so uh, opening the store was kind of my, my opening to uh, being an entrepreneur. You know, 
you um, you have family involved in the business with you right now. Now, your husband is, your sister was, or is she still? Uh, so my sister works for me part-time. Okay. She does some small admin things. She does a little shopping, you know, just whatever I need her to do. Okay, but my point is, is that this is similar. Andy uses this analogy all the time, that it's very similar to a small farm this business because you can have lots of family members. You can kind of find the piece that you love and outsource some of the rest, right? Similar to the family farm way back in the day. Could you see that similarity in your family? Oh yeah, um, for sure. Because even now, you know, because we do some retail stuff, I might call somebody in another city and say, Hey, can you grab for me? Can you, you know, go look for this? Um, and it was the same way growing up on a farm. You know, the people down the street, the family down the street, across town, whatever, if something needed to be done, somebody came and helped. Um, if you had a cow down or if you had a you had to bale hay. Problem, yeah, we did it all. We had cattle and we had chicken house farms. It's very interesting on how we're back to that place in life. And to me, I think it's the coolest thing. And to hear somebody who was in retail, and you're not the only person I've had in retail. Um, I think about uh, Charlene Anderson, and I think about Deb, uh, Deborah Conrad, a uh, very similar story, mm-hmm. who've had stores, and now, thank God, they don't have stores. And that's not to criticize somebody <laughs> who does, because I'm sure there are people that have stores that just love it. I mean, that's their thing. That's their zone. Sure. That's their thing, right? That's, Which is cool. Right. But man, oh man, I, I can see that it never, you know, shutting down for a week's vacation is a big deal, right? I mean, it's just like a big deal. It is a big deal. And it's a big deal to trust somebody to uh, take over your business when you are out of town or when you're fully, uh, fully responsible for every aspect of running a retail. Um, you know, the overhead on a retail is so huge often that it's hard to have enough, you know, employees and managers and that kind of thing to work yourself out of the business. And instead, you work yourself to death. You know, it's it's interesting you say that because I just was giving somebody some advice about this in my town, right? My little town in the middle of uh, south, southern Pennsylvania. Uh, warehouse space is, is expensive relative just because, but we have 49 million square feet in our town because uh, we have four Amazon warehouses. We have an Apple warehouse. I mean, we have all these warehouses. We are a warehouse community. It's about $6 a uh, square foot, which some people in New Jersey or California are saying, oh, my God, Steve, that's not that. I pay that in my uh, maintenance charges. But I, but $6 in retail would be 14 to $18. Uh, right. The same thing. So when you think about the difference of those two, um, so when I hear people saying they're going to get a retail space and then use it as a warehouse, I'm thinking to myself, ooh, generally, in my experience, I mean, maybe they're, they're in a town that's dead, that you know, maybe it's the opposite. But generally, it's it's so much more expensive um, for uh, warehouse space. Um, but don't you run into because you have a, a, a large eBay presence and growing eBay presence? Fair. Yes. Do you? How do you handle that when you go and you travel? Do you have to shut down your store? I mean, have have you run into that yet? Um, sometimes, or in the past, I have shut down the store. Mm-hmm. I try to keep at least one part-time person that runs the eBay business. She does um, all the listing, all the shipping, that kind of thing. She, um, you know, just handles all the customer service. I try not to uh, work on the eBay or work in the eBay business. I try mostly to work on it. So um, so that kind of keeps our eBay going because we do travel a lot. Um, so she does it. And, and then when she's on vacation, you would fill in or one of your family members. Correct. Would. Okay. Right. Exactly. Okay. And and then 
obviously um, you have the option with an eBay store to just put it on vacation. You can still sell things, but they won't ship until, you know, um, till you get home, but you can notify your customers. So it works out really well. Yeah, it does work out well, but my experience is that it, you do see a slowdown in sales and um, yes. you it takes a long time to get them back. Um, it takes yes. a, it's a, there is a burden there. Now we, yeah. we take a different approach. We actually have five days on all of our items anyway. We just leave it there. We lose some discounts. We understand that. However, right. we, we ship every day. I mean, literally, we ship today's Monday. We shipped yesterday on Sunday. We ship seven right. days a week as long as we're in town. And um, and so so we're always exceeding that five days, but it just gives us a cushion should there be a long weekend and my grandkids need me, you know, that kind of thing. And that seems to work for now. I'm still not figured out the best way. I mean, it's a challenge. Right. That we, part is a challenge. Yeah. We've done that also. Um, we kind of just... You know, we experiment with that depending on what the situation is, but mostly because we have someone um, here that, you know, works in our house and works in our garage and our, uh, we call it the WAD, the warehouse of dreams. <laughs> um, she works in the warehouse and uh, gets the eBay stuff out. So most of the time we don't have to shut down anything. Um, we can still use one or two day shipping, handling time, that kind of thing. So it works out. That's awesome. So let's talk about warehouse of dreams. Now you moved, how long ago did you move? Um, we moved from South Arkansas, a little tiny town of about 10,000 people to Northwest Arkansas, uh, back in January. Okay. And the move was designed for what? I mean, what were you thinking? Um, well, we, like I said, it was a tiny little town, you know, we had Walmart and a few department stores and that kind of thing. And when you're trying to do retail ARB, it's really hard to uh, find enough merchandise and, you know, that kind of thing. So we decided to stay within distance of our family, but just move to a larger area. And so we came to Northwest Arkansas, which is the home of um, Walmart. Okay. Their home offices, uh, Tyson, all kinds of big, you know, um, places like that are here. So within the distance of 30 minutes of Walmart, there are, um, I believe, maybe 1,500 home offices for brands for Walmart. Wow. So, it, yeah. So, th so anybody that, that is selling to Walmart, from my understanding, has to have a have an office within 30 minutes of the Walmart home office. And so we're able to, um, you know, work with some of these uh, brands. They have sample sales every week. I mean, it's just a, a wonderful place to uh, find product. <laughs> and so, you know, but oh, I think it's genius. I think the fact that you moved intentionally for your business, because this is Steve's comment, and maybe I'm wrong, but tell me if I'm wrong for you, okay. is that your business is your life and your life is your business, not in the negative yeah. way, right? They just, they meld together in a fun way, generally. Absolutely. That's different than your parents on the farm, because that was... There were times, I'm sure, that it was like that, but boy, it gets to be, man, when, you know, I guess maybe it's because you're taking care of other living things that it just, it, I'm sure it gets old. You know, there's a point where it gets old. Like this, you could turn it off. You could get sick of Amazon, eBay, whatever, and stop for a couple of days, right? You could literally right. stop and, and you get through it. You right. can't stop on the family farm feeding the cow, milking the cows, for God's sake, even. I mean, anything you did, you couldn't stop. You had to do no, it. No, and I think that was a valuable lesson that I learned, or, you know, over the years is that I wanted to have a lifestyle that uh, didn't work me to death. The, the, one, the one good thing that I can say that I learned from working on the farm is I really 
hard, you know, good work ethic. Mm. But at the same time, my parents, you know, they're still working to this day (laughs) and uh, they're doing hard stuff. And um, that's just, that's just not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to have a little bit freer lifestyle and uh, go on vacation when I wanted to, not when, you know, the chickens were being taken from the chicken house to the, to the slaughterhouse. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's not a, oh, that's a nice (laughs) thought. Uh, Yeah, but no, I get it. You're right. So you truly have embraced the lifestyle and your husband's full-time in the business now, correct? He is, yes. Full-time. So this is, this is your thing. This is, you guys work together and, and he's an amazing builder. Jeez, I saw his warehouse of dreams, the stuff he was building, the shelves and all this. I'm like, oh, dude, I got to have him come up to mine for a couple of weeks. He can, uh, but it's so cool that he gets to work in your business and on your business also. I mean, to me, that's what's so exciting. When do you, how do you turn it off at night? I mean, how do you get it to stop? You know, I think when you enjoy what you do and you value being together and working together as a family, I mean, I don't, I don't really think we really turn it off. Mm. Um, we're always working, but if it's, you know, if there's something that we want to do that's fun and not work, then we just do it. And we're blessed enough and lucky enough to, to have that opportunity because, you know, selling online, you're able to walk away from it. You, you know, you're, we're not clocking in and out. We're not having to call a boss. Um, That's pretty so awesome. I don't, I don't really, yeah, I don't really think we turn it off. I think we're working all the time, but we're having fun. Well, and because you're choosing to. And so when you guys travel, and I've seen you a couple different places this year, you've been able to, you know, make it a family trip and I'm sure get some other benefits out of it additionally. But it's also yeah. relationship time. To me, that's very cool because how many of your friends, right? Think about this, right? I, th- I think about this so much that go to work. They start at 8. Well, that means they're leaving at 7.15, 7.30, right? And usually, uh, like I watched my wife this morning, she was getting her lunch ready. Oh, my God, it was 30 minutes of her getting all this stuff, so I couldn't even talk. You know, she was focused, right? She was on her way, right? So think about that, right? So so from 7.15 or whatever until 5, 5.20, 5.30, and then she comes home and she made dinner. You know, I, mean, I guess I'm, I'm fortunate in that way, and it sounds terrible that I should be making it. But, but so let's just say till 6.00. <laughs> You know, there's not any time, right? So the whole day's gone. Now you got from six till nine. I'm an old man. I got to go to bed early. So you have those couple hours, right? Your friends. And here you and David are together on and off all day as you choose or he chooses it because he's got stuff, you got stuff, right? Is that is that right? Right. Yeah, it is. We, um, we pretty much do everything together. I know all couples don't operate this way, but um, we actually don't ever get on each other's nerves. <laughs> so we pretty much are together 24-7, and it's really a blessing. Um, there's just, I mean, who else would you rather be with than your husband, your family? Right. If it, There's a love. And, I, you know, this sounds corny, but there's a reason that marriages, uh, you know, are struggles for people because they don't have, in, they have not invested the time into each other. And so you guys are very, very fortunate by design. Now, let's face it. It's not been easy. You had to pick up your family and move, right? It's not easy, right? How many people are willing to do that? Oh, I can't do that. Well, yes, you can. And I think you would say, and I put words in your mouth, but if you did this, you could have this life too, but you've got to be willing to give up some things, right? I'm sure it was hard to leave some of your friends that you, you had and whatever. I mean, that's hard. 
it was, it was. I think that we all have to make hard decisions, but we can, you know, and even if you don't live in an area that has Walmart home office or, you know, I did this for several years before we even moved and did it successfully. So um, there were just things that I had to give up. I had to travel further. I had crappy internet service. <laughs> um, there were just lots of things that were a trade-off, but but definitely we all have to make decisions that are going to put us in the best place. Hmm. I love it. Okay, so you are you still heavy into books? We really are. We uh, we don't source as much as we used to personally. We actually have someone that sources for us. He is in another town that's about two and a half, three hours away. He sources books and retail stuff for us, but we still do it because we enjoy it. There's a lot of money to be made in books. It's cheap. It's easy. If you, you know, are broke this week, you only have 200 bucks. I mean, it's super easy to go spend $200 on books. You're going to buy a lot of books for $200, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. um, Now, at one point, you were looking at the heavy uh, Crazy Greg model, right? The tractor trailers. Yeah, we did the model. Uh, we we actually did that model for uh, six months or so. I think there's a lot of money to be made, but we knew that we were moving, so we we um, we quit doing that. Um, you know, you need space, you need employees, you need equipment, and right now I don't know that we'll we will go back to it. It's something that we'll revisit because we do love books, and I think there's a lot of money in the book. Um, but know, what niche. part didn't you like? Um. Well, I think just the um, the bulk model of it. It's a very physical model. I know it I'm is. not credit. It's not a criticism because Greg makes it look easy, and he'll tell you that he makes it look easy. But Greg is an economist who's who's knows how to parse things down into you know into little steps, and he's got a whole big family. I get it. He makes it look easy. Right. I think it's managing a ton of, of moving parts. Yeah. That's what makes it difficult for some people. You're managing a lot of people. You're managing uh, employees, payroll, large spaces, lots of insurance costs. Um, that was just something that we weren't we weren't ready to really step off into. Um, and again, it's kind of like a retail store. You're kind of you're kind of set to that building and you know you have to go in every day and you have to manage people and put out fires and and that kind of thing so so we uh we knew we were moving so we decided to shut that down um, so it we wasn't that all you, the other things it wasn't that you weren't successful it's just that no. you were like okay this is one of those trade-offs hey we're moving let's right. see how it goes we could always add it back right you, you could build a building right. on your property if you wanted to a big building sure. right so you could do that if you wanted to i just think that it's cool that that part of it wasn't your love so you were able to walk away from it not failing and just pivoting right you just pivoted and said okay i tried it it's cool may, might not be my thing uh maybe maybe not but for now we're going this direction because we are, this is, you know, more what we like right now. Right. I like that. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think, I think part of the problem is people measure themselves against it and say, wow, you know, I mean, geez, I failed. No, you didn't fail. You decided, Hey, this isn't something I want to replicate today. And I think that that's cool that you were able to do that. Um, And aren't you, I mean, now thinking about it and what you were, how much better 
do you feel about your business? Well, you know, I think that sometimes people do feel like they've failed and I've just learned over the last, you know, 10 years or so that really in business, you don't fail, you just learn. Hmm. And whether I made money or not, I've, I've had learning experiences from everything. And honestly, it just makes me a better business person. It makes me figure out what works for my family, what works for myself, what do I enjoy, what I, what do I not enjoy. Um, so I don't think that I've ever failed, whether I've made money or not. However, the book business, there is money to be made. <laughs> yeah, no question. And I mean, when I saw, I just saw Greg sell a book set for $2,000. I'm like, oh my right. goodness. Wow. You know, and he bought it in some giant, I mean, you know, it's, it's the unicorn, right? They happen every so often, but boy, oh boy. Okay. So how did you, why did you get started selling? I don't think we addressed that. Um, well, I wanted to just do something on my own. I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so I opened the antique consignment store. I mean, was it, was it the love? I mean, were you a collector? Was there... I mean, on the farm, was there a lot of that stuff? Did you go to auction? I mean, how did you get that bug? I, I think that I had always, I had always had that that bug. My family were collectors of things. Okay. My family was very creative, and so I always, you know, always had that as the background. And then I always just wanted to do my own thing. I like to be my own boss. I like to make my own decisions. I work well unsupervised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a hint. <laughs> are, are you unemployable now? I am absolutely unemployable. That's awesome. Good for you. There's no doubt in my mind because I know you. Um, so, so when you went that direction, it satisfied that need, that that entrepreneurial need. But yet, you had still been working for someone else. When right. you were doing that, I mean, was it hard to be working all day? And I see that in other people. And I guess I was life like that for you know eight years. Now that I don't, it's it's definitely a better position. But when you're in there. All you can think of sometimes is your other thing, right? Because there's yes. a there's a there's a purpose there, right? There's a yeah a draw. You're excited. Yeah, you weren't excited going to work every day, were you? You know, I, I taught school, and it wasn't that I wasn't excited. I really enjoyed what I did, but I knew that there was just more for me, hmm. and um, so you know, I did find myself wanting to work more on my own business than doing what I needed to do in the classroom. And kind of when I got to that point, I, I thought, okay, you know, it's time for me to move on and, and do my own thing. Awesome. What percentage of your business now is, uh, is, you know, the retail R versus online R versus wholesale versus private label? If you don't mind. We don't, we don't do any private labeling. Okay. Um, honestly, I don't know the percentages. The wholesale is very small right now because we just honestly, you know, managing shoppers and um, just finding all the resources in the new area that we're in. I mean, we're also, we had to manage homes and we've, we're still moving. Oh, <laughs> we're closing. Oh. Yeah, we're closing next month on a house. And so we've been really in limbo for a good while. So we uh, we will be expanding a lot into wholesale pretty soon, but we mostly do retail. I would say um, maybe eighty percent is retail stuff right now, and twenty percent with books. We love books. There's just great margins in books, and we we're just kind of book nerds. So I don't know that we'll ever step away from that. Well, I think it's I, I think it's working for you. 
Um, and so to me, that makes a lot of sense. When you think about where you're going to move to, so you're, you're closing on a house. So you've decided where you're going to permanently go or this stage of your life. Yes. How, much of the, how much of that decision is made with the business in mind? You mean location-wise? Location and house structure, yard structure, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, so we just made sure that we had a large garage and an office space. Okay. You know, we can always rent warehouse space if we need it, you know, that kind of thing. What we wanted in our home was a lake view and to be on the lake <laughs> with some deck. So that's kind of what we were looking for, but we got an extra large garage and an office space. So that's what we needed. You know, people's models are different. Um, so, but that's what we were looking for. Well, it, it, what's funny is, you know, in the past, you would have looked for a house with your kids in mind. Now you look right. for a house with your business in mind. I think it's very right. cool. It's a neat place to be, uh, you know, at this point in your life. And again, if you're designing a lifestyle business, that's a big deal. Having that lake view for you sounds inspiring to you. It is. Yeah. That's pretty We're cool. We're excited about it. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's a very cool thing to be intentional about that um, because Otherwise, you know, there is a big fear. I mean, I don't know how you how you feel about this, about this becoming a job. You ever think about yes. that? Absolutely, because that's, you know, that's what happened in my previous uh, retail business is that I finally realized that it really wasn't a business at the end. Instead, it was just a job that I had to go to because it was working me to death. Hmm. I made okay money. You know, but I was working six, seven days a week and I thought, gosh, I could have done this for somebody else. <laughs> well, I, and I see some people working 70, 80, 90 hours and they still love it, which is awesome. Sure. But then they start to think, you know, this money and money, money, money. And then I'm thinking at some point it will get old because you only need enough money. I mean, there's a point when right. you don't need more. And then all of a yeah. sudden... It becomes a problem, and I just I'm a, I'm very worried for some people that they haven't figured out that their health and their life is really what's going to matter. Their relationships, their families, that kind of thing. You know, again, I sit back and I think about you and your husband. You know, intentionally moving, a big decision together. This wasn't made in a vacuum, where a lot of people don't get that opportunity to make those decisions. You know, they make it for the husband's career, typically, right? I mean, it's a, you got to right. follow because he's the guy who makes the big money. So you're going to follow his career. Um, you guys didn't get in that position. And I think that's a very cool, I mean, I, I still think, you know, when you think of your friends, how many of them have these kind of conversations and this opportunity? Only the few that I've taught how to sell on Amazon. That's funny. I mean, isn't it weird? Yeah, yeah, it I, is. It's like they're handcuffed um, and they can't get out. And, uh, oh, I love it. Okay, so. I think people don't realize that they can get out, you know, until they see somebody else doing it or someone walks them through it. Some people are scared to change what they were taught to do. Well, because that's all they know. So you've, you've said that you've taught a few people. What happens? So when people say, hey, what do you and your husband do? Right? Especially you're now in a new town, so that has to happen a lot. Yes, it does. So what do you say? Uh, we, we just tell them we sell things online. We work from home and we sell things online. Um, and then people, they say, wait, both of you? Yeah, they say, oh, what's your store name? What do you sell? And, 
they find out you sell Legos. And so they're like, hey, can you get me some Legos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that one a lot too. You know, hey, uh, Steve, these are the hot toys. Can you get them? I'm like, why right. don't you tell me before, you know, like, tell exactly. me now, you know, this is yeah. the month to tell me. Do not wait till two weeks into December. Steve, I need to get this Lego. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like I'm like a wizard or magician. I can <laughs> poof it together. I'm like, come on, man, plan. <laughs> We get a lot of um, when they when they think you only sell used books, they say stuff like, "Do you make any money doing that?" <laughs> mm, yeah, there's no money in it. No, don't even bother. Well, you you said you've actually shown some people to do it, and they're still doing it. Is that true? Yes. Wow. Um, we, we've helped quite a few people. Um, you know, it's fun to make people realize or or help people to realize that they have a lot of potential. Just they just need to go out and do it. <laughs> It, it, are there people that you've been amazingly surprised at that all of a sudden have found their like their thing? Like they're all of a sudden like they're amazingly good at it, and yet either they or yourself would have never thought. No, not really, not not yet. I think that most of the people that I've really you know taught and just stayed really close with, you know, teaching them Amazon and that kind of thing, I think I kind of spotted it you know, mm. from the beginning, like, you're going to be really good at this, you know, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, sometimes you can spot that fire and that, you know, that hustle in somebody else. And so I don't think that I've actually been surprised. I am surprised at some of the people that give up over small things. Ooh, That's what surprises me. I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> Well, I've seen uh, somebody just posted the Acres of Diamonds. I reference that a lot. It's a book, small little book, and it talks about, you know, you're one inch away from that diamond with that pick, and you throw the pick down and walk away, right? And that diamond right. is the next pick. So you've seen that. I see a lot of people leaving, too, and it breaks my heart because it's like, wait, they're like, this turns out to be work. And it's like, yeah, but if you love it, it's not really work, is it? I mean, to me, I mean, you know, it's go dig ditches. That's real work. And there are some people who love it and are great at it, but that's not me. And, and you know, Jim Cockrum said something several years ago that, that made me think, you know, how, how true it is that, you know, even if it is work, this has given me the lifestyle that most people can only dream about. Hmm. I can go visit, I can travel, I can spend time with my husband, my child, anybody that, that I want to, I can stop working anytime that I want to. I can do anything that I want to with my time and my schedule. And that's the trade-off. I mean, do I like uh, shipping? Not at all. It's not fun. And I would much rather never touch a roll of tape again. But sometimes I have to because I want to live this lifestyle. I think that's so well put. Because think about any, I'm going to go back to this relationship thing. When you talked about you and your husband, how many people that are on the verge of divorce would say, I would do it all over again. I'd give up my job. I would do everything to keep that relationship because I realized that was, you know, that was what it was. And so to me, it's like, yeah, I got to put some tape on a box, but I get to spend time with my, my significant other. That's awesome, right? I mean, that's yeah. pretty cool as opposed to, I mean, I, I think it's perspective. And yes. uh, I, think, I think you're a great example, but you're not alone. I mean, have you noticed how many couples are starting to really, get together. I think of Brianna, uh, you know, Moeller Green and her husband's yeah. now full time. He had a business yes. he walked away from. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. And look at their lifestyle, right? It's very similar to yours. They are all in yeah. together. 
and they are Do a you team. know our story? Tell me the story. So David was a mechanical engineer. He lived the whole corporate life and did really well for himself. And uh, we met um, at a Amazon or at a CES conference a few years ago in Louisville. And uh, so that's how we met. Wait, I was in that. I was there. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you were in one of our very first pictures. <laughs> See that? Background, I think. So there's the key, right? You yeah. got to get me involved and I will help put you together. That's hilarious <laughs> that you guys met at the conference, got together, clearly a connection because you're both yeah. interested in similar things. Right. Oh my God! Wow. We I just got the, the chills. Scanner monkey. Um, the scanner monkey, monkey dinner at uh, the Hard Rock, I think. Okay. I don't know if you remember that or not, but we were all standing out, and we, um, yeah. So I think there were some adult know. beverages involved, so I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was so a fun. All you single people out there, get out and travel. Go to these conferences. <laughs> but you know what, though, you are going to find. Hey, hey, tell me if this is true. So you and David could spend all your time talking about this stuff because he loves it as much as you do, right? Right. However, you know, outside of that circle. Do most of your friends, the eyes glaze over and they roll back in their head like, oh, God, here she goes. She's going to talk about Amazon or eBay or whatever. Uh, you know, I think because they have no idea what I would be talking about, I don't talk about it a whole lot to my friends. So, you know, but, yeah, I think that if I were to talk about it, they would be like, what in the world? Or, you know, what is what is PPC and what is repricing? And But when yeah, you go to that conference, know. what is it, right? I mean, think about it like that yeah, dinner. It's awesome. Yeah, you get yeah. to stand there and talk to other people about, A, that have similar interests to you, but have problems that you've already addressed so you can help them yeah. and vice versa. It, to me, that's like, it's exciting. I mean, we stay up, you, you well, you've seen us all. I mean, we stay up to two or three in the morning lots of times having these crazy yes. conversations and it's all the same stuff and it's yes, the same I, group of people. It is. You just stay up all night and drink a beer or two and nerd out on strategy and just crazy talk about selling random things online. <laughs> and you meet some of the nicest people to me in the world. And when I hear a couple like yours, uh, a story like yours, a couple that you get to see where there's clearly a, you know, a deep love, I'm sorry, can I say it? But what's cool is then you get to bring it completely into your business, into your world, and it's your life. I love it, love it, love it. Oh, and you really do meet, you know, you create good friends, good friendships and um, good business partnerships. You would think that it's a little uh, fake or not real because you meet all these people online or through Facebook. But once you start going to the conferences and you meet these people, you just start connecting and um, you end up with some really great relationships, great friendships. Um, it's just, it's been a wild ride, but I love it. Well, that's a good point. Have you been in touch with people that you've met for the last couple of years outside of uh, conferences? Oh yeah, every right. day. <laughs> so, well, every day, right? So when you have a challenge or a problem or an issue or an opportunity, you have a group of people you can talk with. Absolutely. Hmm. Okay, that it broke makes up. all the difference. That broke up just a smidge there. Hmm. Okay. Our, there it's back. Um, so I, I sit back and I think, about, you know, for people who are listening to us and who have not are familiar with their business, are like, what are you guys talking about? Wait, there are people that you're competitors with and you're friends with. Yes. 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 Um, and sometimes you and I probably sell the same thing. 
Not that we would know it, but yet that doesn't affect our relationship, right? It doesn't need to affect your relationship. Maybe in some people's cases it does. It doesn't need to affect your relationship because quite frankly, we never talk about that. Like, hey, you know, you shouldn't be buying these things because I, you know, that kind of stuff. I've never had those conversations with anyone. It's always been, yeah, we're in this category. Oh, so are we or whatever. And then that's about as deep as it goes there. And then you can get to nuances, but you don't touch on that. So there is a, there's a kind of a wall there, which is cool. And it makes, it makes it more comfortable that that stuff doesn't get in the way. I think that's why there's such an open sharing relationship uh, driven or this business is that way because that, that little wall stays there and the rest of it though. Now, have you partnered up with anyone on deals? Um, let me think I have, it's basically been, you know, people that I've met through conferences and, and Facebook. Generally, most of the sharing is done where, Hey, you know, this particular item is a hot item, you know, uh, what's a hot toy fingerlings are hot this year, blah, 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 go buy them. And they're in a different market. And so you're not worried about them coming into your community and buying them, right? They're in a different market. And right, you, right, right. And so, yeah, but then there's, it's it's almost like an understood quid pro quo, right? Where they typically share back with you, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So last year, we had some issues with a particular hot toy that we became restricted on. And ah. so we just reached out, you know, to, to people. I mean, we had, you know, thousands of dollars invested and. In, so we were able to figure out what to do with that product after that because we have this little network of friends that we've just made over the years, you know, just chatting through uh, Facebook Messenger and meeting at conferences. So if somebody else was able to buy it for you, maybe at a profit, and you were able to send that in or send it to them, whichever way it was, and they right. were able to. And so, I mean, it's a win-win, right? Absolutely. You know, you took a chance. It didn't work out. However, you were made whole or maybe even a little better than whole. They then didn't have to do any work. They then benefit. So win-win. I mean, completely win-win. That's Mm. right. That's awesome. And now that relationship with that person is that much stronger, right? right. To me, that's, that's, (laughs) that's very powerful. So, so what are you doing now differently that you, than you were, you know, think back to when you, you shut the antique store down and uh, what, what are you doing different now? I mean, where, what are some of the biggest things that you've learned that you just don't do anymore? I think working on just scaling, to me, that's always a struggle for anybody that starts a business or for most people because you want you tend to want to control um you want to have your finger in all the little pies and it's just kind of hard to give that up and so scaling and outsourcing and working on processes to just build all your knowledge and and replicate everything that you're doing rinse and repeat and you know those are the things we're working on now and so we're you know, trying to hire new shoppers and learn the area. And we're just working on that right now. Could you imagine where you'd be without David in the business now? No, I wouldn't because he loves to shop and I don't. <laughs> ah, no, but it's so cool, though, that you guys have defined that. But think yeah. about that, right? So somebody who's doing this by themselves and you did that, right? So I think you have a yes. good example. Compare that. For a few years. Right. So compare that now to the two of you. Is it one plus one equals two, or is it really three or four? Andy would say it's three, him and Nate, 
And now with Leron, it's eight because he's so smart. But but realistically, it's like one in one doesn't equal two, right? You do get three, four. Absolutely, you get three, four easy. Hmm. You know, you combine your your thoughts and opinions, and then your physical labor and your network of friends and that kind of thing, and it just it just snowballs into something good. Hmm. So when 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 you get the new place, what are you doing different with that? When you are you rearranging your structure uh, in the layout of the garage now, especially since it's larger? I mean, have you started thinking that way? Yes, I have. I have this beautiful Pinterest board of all these garage and storage ideas. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. So I've spent lots and lots of times, you know, or lots, lots of time um, creating in my head and on paper and that kind of thing, how we want everything to be set up, how we want to structure, you know, even down to like when a shopper drops off their things, how do they need to document, where do they need to put it? Like we really want to streamline everything. We don't want big messes. We want to be efficient and, you know, just maximize everything that we can are so you, that we can continue to work from home. Are you documenting that in some way? And if so, yeah. how? So we use Evernote mm -hmm. and Trello, and we also use secret Facebook groups a lot. And so we document everything that we can so that we don't have to repeat ourselves if we hire new people or anything like that. So we just put everything that we can in those different apps to make life easier. It's simple. Um, and you can add somebody to the group or unadd them if they or need to. Or take them out. Yeah, right. right. When it doesn't work out anymore. Mm -hmm. um, now, do you use VAs at all at this point? Yes. We, um, we're currently using VAs to do back-end Amazon, like, Seller Central things, like adding our repricing strategies into the repricer. Uh, we have some that work with you know, managing refunds and uh, getting reimbursements and that kind of thing. Just kind of those tedious tasks. Stuff that you just don't want to do or, you know, right. just not worth your time. I think that right. that's so important. It's a, what's cool to me, I mean, again, having known mm -hmm. Stacy now for almost three years to see where you were. And I think about the first time we met because it was, I know it was Andy and I, right? I think we went at a party and it was Andy and I, I remember this now. And, um, where you were and now how far you've come. You've really taken all this so serious and really, I mean, really have made the best of it. Um, a perfect example of what's possible. When you think back to where you started, to where you are now, I mean, does it blow your mind? You know, I think the opportunity that's available to all of us blows my mind. I'm mm. not particularly impressed with myself. <laughs> I think that we all have this, you know, amazing capability and we can all do it if we just do it. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short though. It's just cool. To, it's <laughs> now nah, I know it's humbling. I mean, I appreciate the humbleness, but I mean, just telling you from my perspective, who've gotten to watch a little bit of this, it's very, very cool to see how you embrace it. And you know, at the last, I don't, I forget where we were just together. I mean, it was a few months ago. I think it might've been Greg Murphy's bus proof uh, event. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. you, you got something from there. You don't just go there to hang out. I mean, you literally go there with stuff to learn and you, you learned some stuff and you went back and applied it. To me, that's the other valuable difference from a lot of people. Um, not only the networking, 
but it's also you went back with applicable things and actually put them into your business and ask good questions and that kind of thing. I think that's a very smart thing. So now looking forward, you're working on your business. You're trying to figure things out. Where are you going to go in the next year? I mean, what's what what's the, you know, get this new house, get it all set up with this, which I'd love to see your Pinterest board, by the way, if you want to share it, because sure. my new warehouse is getting ready to come up. Um, I Absolutely. could use some new uh, some new things there. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. So I'll take it at a side. Like I want my, I have three offices in there. One of them is a photo studio. Well, I want to do a stationary camera and I want to build it, you know, I want to, but I want to document the process of it because I know other people would like to see it too. So those kind of things, I think it's so cool that we get to do that because it's working on your business, as you said earlier, you know, and so I get excited about that stuff. So I definitely want to see your stuff, but okay. looking out a year, right? So the new setup for the place, which is going to be very cool to see, where else are you going? You know, I think that we really want to explore private labeling just because it's something that we haven't explored yet. Mm -hmm. I think as an entrepreneur, oftentimes you want to conquer and then learn new things. And I think we're getting to the point where um, we're, we're really, we're, um, we're getting good at our processes and hiring and training and all that kind of thing. And it's just kind of time to move on to something else that, is valuable to our business. It's valuable to profit. Um, something that maybe can free up even more of our time once right. we get those processes down. Because you already have mastered so many of these sets of skills. I tell this story too. So Andy's retreat's coming up. And the last retreat, that group of people were able to embrace so much more because they were very skilled at creating listings, for example, and all the rest of that stuff that's really necessary for private label. When you don't have those learning curves, you are able to go so much further, faster. Exactly. Um, so that's very cool. All right, let's take this then. Let's talk about other people. You've, you've helped some people get into the business. Let's give some real advice to people who are stuck because have you been stuck? Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. So how do you push through that, or how did you, and how do you suggest to others they could get past that point of stuck? I think when you're stuck, you just need to take some kind of action, hmm. whether it's, you know, shipping in your first box and to FBA and making a bunch of mistakes, or, you know, even if it's just reaching out to somebody that you know is successful and knowledgeable just take a step. When I started FBA, I sent in one box. I literally had an account for a few years, didn't really do anything with it. I started seeing all these posts. People were doing all these great things with FBA. And I thought, wow, that sounds really cool. So I opened up Seller Central and I scanned in some random things <laughs> and I sent them. I had no idea if it was totally right or wrong. I just kind of followed the prompts and you know, here I am now. So I think just taking action, just doing one thing after the other one today, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do that. Don't be scared. Just do it. Well, and I think that just taking action gets you unstuck, period. I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? Just moving something forward, stale inventory, those death piles people talk about, stuff that's just sitting there, taking action, getting on it. How big is eBay going to play a part in your business going forward? So we're hoping to really grow our eBay in the future. That's why we, you know, have hired somebody in the last year or so to kind of run that and grow that. 
we uh, we don't really know that our selection will stay the same because we do sell a lot of collectibles, mm -hmm. which can be time consuming and but we enjoy that. So that's really kind of that's okay for us. Um, but we we hope to I call our eBay business our side hustle. You know, it's not anything that we live off of, but it's it's decent money and we can play with it and have fun with it. So when we get tired of dealing with Amazon Seller Central, we go to estate sales and buy, you know, uh, vintage clothing to put on eBay. So it's really a, a fun business for us. It's an outlet, it sounds like to it me. Is. Yeah, it, it sounds is. like it. Let me ask you one more personal question. How do you pay your employee for eBay? Is it, I mean, a, a salary, and you don't get, have to get too personal. You don't even have to answer if you don't want to. Or is there a percentage of revenue or percentage of profit also? So we've done a couple of different uh, different things. It just depended on the person and the situation. But we have done a profit sharing model, which works out well. We've done a, just a regular, you know, pay by the hour employee kind of person. We've had someone that worked from their home, um, but that can kind of come with challenges with storage and traveling and that kind of thing. Um, so we've done a little bit of of everything. We, I really pride ourselves on being flexible because I feel like that is one of the best benefits of running your own business and working from home and doing your own thing is that your life is very flexible. And I always want that to be an option for anybody that ever works for me. And oh. so we, we really try to, you know, make, make it work for whoever's working for us. So if profit sharing is better, if a regular employee is better, you know, just whatever we try to make it work. I, I, when you said that, I'm like, oh my God, you're actually considering someone else in that same way. So if, if this lifestyle is so important to you, why shouldn't it be to other people too, right? That's fair. Right. That's awesome Absolutely. that you actually are thinking that way because some of the best people, if you're so rigid and say, oh, this is the way it is, Steve, only this way, well, you know what? That might not be right for me right now. And maybe my circumstance will change. It might work later on, but for now it's not. But I still have a lot to offer, right? And so by being flexible the way you're describing, you can you can really let people own their own. I mean, it, and then there's a there's got to be a loyalty that you get also because of that. Ooh, very powerful. Smart, smart, smart. <laughs> this is why I had Stacy on. I knew it. I knew it. I knew. Um, again, I, I love watching where you were and where you are now. And I know you're not where you want to be, but you're I, way knee deep in it, man. I, I see it. I don't think as an entrepreneur, you're ever where you want to be. It's true. I think that's what makes us who we are. We're always wanting to learn and to, you know, to keep pushing forward. Love it. So if somebody has a follow-up question, uh, what's the best way to contact you? Usually Facebook. Okay. I'll you put know, your just link reach there. out, message me. Okay. Man, oh, man, I can't wait to see you guys again. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very cool story. And I think I, I'm going to keep driving this home. Listen to her talk about her relationship. We stayed on after the call was over and talked some more about, you know, how fortunate she realizes, you know, she was through a divorce. I mean, you heard her say that. And so she is so fortunate to be able to spend that much time with someone she loves. And she is willing to make those trade-offs. Are you willing? Have you thought about it? You know, it's kind of that when you get, you know, the guy who's on his, uh, who's in the hospital sick, all of a sudden magically can make the diet change, right? I think about that stuff in my own life. And I'm like, wait, do I have to get to that point to make a, a change for health in my life? 
man, I just, I get inspired when I talk to Stacy uh, for that very reason, is that those intentional choices that 99% of us are not willing to make have given her joy and happiness in her life. Man, that's powerful stuff. Hey, remember sponsors, you know, Solar Lab Scope, I mean, that program Q4 is here, man. Go back and, and look at everything that you're doing and see if you can fix those keywords. Take advantage of it. It's such a great program. You're going to save 50 bucks. It's such a great, easy thing to do. So you go to sellerlabs.com slash scope. Use the code Momentum. Save the 50 bucks. Um, solutions for e-commerce. And she is just killing it, Karen Locker and her group. Um, again, I've had some stranded listings. Boom, they take care of it. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, her rates are going up. They might have gone up. I apologize. But you're still going to get the best price if you buy it through my link. And you're going to get an inventory health report. Add the partner to your business. Um, I, I don't think we could do it without her because there's so much to pay attention to. And I just love the fact that she does it. Gay Lisby's uh, group, oh, my God, they're killing it. Oh, it's so exciting in there. Um, man, I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. And it's just so exciting to see. She's got a waiting list. You can get on the waiting list. Um, maybe you can get in. Maybe you can't. But, man, seven-day free trial. Um, so the link is on episode 238, but I'll also have it on this episode. There's a link for it. Just get in there, get on the waiting list, and I'm, I'm trying to encourage them to open a, another list, but whether they'll do it or not, we'll see. Um, GoDaddy and Grasshopper, you heard them in the beginning. Use them uh, effectively for your business, especially Grasshopper right now. Man, you could really set up a customer service division for your business. It's just so cool. All of a sudden, you're, you're professional. You can put vanity numbers in there, 188-8888, whatever, if it's available. You can do all those cool things, and it's just trygrasshopper.com slash momentum. Ecommercemomentum.com, ecommercemomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.